July 29, 2022. It's a lot for Pedro show. I guess you were so wrapped up with what he was doing. Yeah, well, see, at that, at, when we made that, I hadn't played with him too long. I hadn't been playing with him long. And actually, he would throw me more, you know, quite often. He would actually throw me because I hadn't played with him long. Now. And uh, I was unfamiliar, you know, with the changes and stuff. But as time went by, I got used to him, you know what I mean? And he can get awfully tricky, you know. He makes you keep alert, you see. He likes that, you know. He likes to keep keep the mental process vibrating, you know. <laughs> and uh, you get to like that thing, you know, as you get to play with it a while. But at first, he's like, I was afraid. <laughs> doorstep but I am not afraid light as green as money in the bamboo shade foothills kneel in wonder at the door that need not close and I'll leave an empty cage behind me when I go I feel lighter now than any note that you might choose Freedom's just a word We're forever free to use And coyotes are to whipping boys What neon is to sin And I'll leave an empty cage behind me For every place I've been I'll leave my empty cage behind me when I go I'm free as the wind blows There's a salmon-colored nomad Pulling up beside the curb And there's a spirit in the hillside For every weed and herb And I'd write every last word down for you In case you might be stoned And I'd leave my empty cage behind me Rusty hinged moaned I'll leave my empty cage behind me when I go Hot plate in the casbah And I've been up all night I'm a disciple to my coffee I kiss and hold it tight If you had a life as rich as mine I doubt it, but good for you Leave my empty cage behind me And the bars are painted blue I'll leave my empty cage behind me When I go I'm free As the wind blows Here's one last drink to my vibration And I won't spill a drop I have a six-string calling card with a nickel-plated top. Let me have my freedom now. I know what the bamboo knows. That I'll leave my empty cage behind me when I go. I'm free.
For Pedro, okay. happy Friday. Start off the show with John Coltrane talking of August Bloom in 1958. More about playing with Mr. Thelonious Monk. And then we had Patrick Breyer do an empty cage behind. This is for Chris Darrow, 1944 to 2020. And through the fucking amazing accomplishments of those software engineers in Estonia, their Skype invention, I got. Brother Patrick Brayer from Ontario. Welcome aboard, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. We got to give uh, Dennis from the Shrimper uh, Records respect and uh, credit for the connect. Thank you, uh, Brother Dennis. He's our connection. Absolute. Absolute. <laughs> so, Brother Patrick, can you bring us your earliest musical recollection, please? Well, I can yeah, I can start from the from the top. What, uh, and I'll make it about music. But I'll start with my grandfather, who came to this country uh, at the turn of the century, the early 1900s, from what is now Slovenia, and he ended up in Kalamut, Michigan, working in the copper mines. And while he was there. He met, met a woman and married her. And she had a daughter, and her husband, uh, former husband, had died in the mines, and he adopted her. They had a couple other kids while they were there. But while they were there, they were uh, they were uh, they were at uh, an incident, a famous incident called the 1913 massacre, which uh, became a Woody Guthrie song. And they were present in the, the in the building when the seventy people uh, got killed, and and so Woody Guthrie wrote a song, and it wasn't until well after my grandfather passed away in 1969 that we found, even found out that he was there and present. Our aunts told us in passing. Wow! And uh, you know, we me had... and my brother, me and my brother sang that song already. <laughs> it was in our Set list. Oh, wow. So, you know, we had a, a guy who wrote songs like that, uh, lived in Pedro a little bit, uh, uh, named Joe Hill. And he wrote mm-hmm. songs for the IWW. Yeah. Him and his brother lived here a couple years, in the t- maybe 100 years ago. And uh, Sinclair Lewis got arrested for reading the Bill of Rights. There's a lot of labor stuff here, too. 
So you say yeah. you and your brother had this in the set list. So you started playing early? No, I, I didn't start playing until I was 18 or so. Ah, okay. Because I was wondering, the house you grew up in, was there musical instruments? My mom played the key, uh, piano. My dad didn't own a record. My brother was six, six years older than me, so he, you know, he's the one that brought home the Elvis records and the Beatle records. And <laughs> later on, we got into Woody Guthrie and all that. What about so, what uh, about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? No, I didn't. Well, I wanted to, towards yeah about my graduate, but when I graduated high school, about my last year, I wanted to play the fiddle, like uh, bluegrass. I started getting interested interested in bluegrass music, and I didn't have a fiddle, so I joined the orchestra, showed up on the first day, got the fiddle, and never went to class. I gave it, gave it back to him at the end of the year. So I had a fiddle to learn. I, I tried my best to we go to the library and I find, well, I, I stumbled across the Harry Smith sure. uh, collection, which everybody, I didn't know, I just liked it. I didn't know everybody, uh, how popular it was, but I really liked it. And so I was, then I went to a pawn shop and I got a banjo and, I was in my room trying to learn how to play it and listen to Harry Smith. And my mom came into the room with her eyes real big. What are you, what are you doing? I, I said, well, I don't know. I got a banjo. I'm trying to kind of like this stuff. And I, I was in the next room singing all the songs that her dad sang. He was from there. She came from West Virginia, but she never talked about it. They never talked about it. They tried to get beyond their hill upbringings. So she never talked about it. And then I was in the next room must have had it in the jeans or something, because I, I wondered why I was always so attracted to it. Would a kid in the suburbs so interested in a cabin on the hill? <laughs> but I just, I was just on a tear. Sure, sure. So that became part of, part of the said, deal. You said your brother brought home the Elvis records, but what was, what was the first record you bought with your own money? Crimson and Clover. Oh, wow. the 45. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I don't know what I was thinking, but when I listened back, <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah. And what was the first? Game? I had no reference. I, I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't come with a big musical family. We had a lot of references. We we just had a couple. I remember we had a old Victrola out, and there's a house behind it. We kept our grandfather in. He lived, and there was a Victrola out there, and it had a just somebody had given it to us, and they just gave us the '78 records too, and one of them was "Shake Rattle and Roll." Whoa. I remember playing that with no reference. I just I thought it was cool, but I didn't know why. But I would keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, and what was the first? In the fire. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you what was the first gig you saw. First music. Like for, well, live live music that you saw, like a gig, right? A performance. Well, one one kind of interesting thing was my uncle was uh, my godfather too. He, he was a man named Jack Ross and he had several million sellers on uh, Dot Records in the 60s. One was Cinderella. I don't know if you remember it. Sure. And I remember Dot Records. Here's a story to make your 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 fresh creep, creep or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so coming home from school and turning on the TV and there would be Lloyd Thaxton, if you remember that, he had a dance show uh, in the afternoon for 
for teenagers, I guess. And there was like, he would lip sync. It was comedy, I guess. He, he was on his knees with his shoes on his knees, lip syncing Cinderella. <laughs> That's when I realized, <laughs> I realized my uncle was something. So that, that made me, that made me interested in music. I don't know what it was what to make of it yet, but I, I, I could see, get an idea, I think, of how music tentacles out into the world. Sure. You, know, you, could, you could be in your bedroom and write something that tentacles out into the world. Well, let's talk and about... Always just a, let's talk about writing, Patrick. When did you write your first song? I, I, I was in... I was at the river, Colorado River, with my friends, without parents. We were in high school. And we got really drunk. I know I did. <laughs> and I got uh, arrested just for being, you know, this cop didn't know what to do with me. I didn't, wasn't causing any trouble. But anyway, he took me to Needles Jail. I got separated from my friends. And I was in this jail cell. And I, I thought I, I should write a song. Cause I, so I thought I was Johnny Cash or something. I'm uh, <laughs> still under the, under the influence. And I wrote, I wrote a song called Lonely Moon. And I, uh, which my, later on, my friend Stuart Duncan recorded it in 1994 and it was nominated for Grammy. And anyway, but the reason I say that is because like, I think I heard uh, John Lennon talking one time. He's saying, well, if you want to be a songwriter, write a thousand songs throw them in the trash and then start. And I, and I wrote that, that was my first song and everybody still likes it for some reason. <laughs> now you had no instrument in that jail cell. So you did it like acapella in your head? Yeah, I was a coyote. <laughs> I was a coyote howling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the my first- My sister had to come and get me up four hours. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done that thing. I've done the jail for being drunk thing too been there i had to wait for the, the bus so I, my sister did <laughs> uh, let me ask you uh first time you played in front of people well we had a coffee house uh 10 miles away i, I grew up in a town called fontana california which is a steel mountain sure. town i know where that uh, is 50 miles east of Los Angeles, so that puts us right, like Riverside, there, and, Land Empire. Yeah, just east of San Bernardino, and that day there was a coffee house there called the Penny University, which was in the '60s and, and it went all the way up to the '70s. And it's a place, not like coffee houses nowadays. You go in and it just looks like a ice cream parlor, and the uh, coffee machine's louder than the music. But back then, <laughs> it was like you could hear a pin drop. Okay. When you played, and I was, I really liked that, and they had open mics, and the people like uh, Mary McCaslin and and Rob Stranlin, who later wrote "Already Gone for the Eagles," and people like that were, uh, you could see any day of the week, and you could be in high school and roll your own cigarettes and drink coffee, and nobody would yell at you. So we first were just going there to hide out. And then, uh, then I, the music just paraded one after another. I got into bluegrass by watching that be paraded before me. And I started getting into the music. Really, I was just hiding at first. Right. What was that but, first gig like? Were you scared? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any confidence, but they, you know, people are very nice. So yeah. that, and then after after that, that closed, I started a nomadic concert series of my own, kind of using that as a mold, and it was called the Starvation Cafe. I did that for about twelve years, and I wow. supplied a stage, you know, because I knew how it felt not to have a stage. Right. So I provided a stage for people so they could grow and and I think you really need that silence because a lot of a lot of people go ah come on you, you can't people can talk while you're playing with your baby I, I didn't believe that I think I took it seriously yes and of I course. knew that if people want to make that decision whether they wanted to get into music or not you need the silence to find you know because you're just finding maybe you don't like it so then you'll find out Right, you need but to focus. Need, yeah. Somebody needs to give you a break. Absolutely, absolutely. So I did that for 12 years. I mean, people like Ben Harper have been very kind to acknowledge me for helping him out. Ben Harper. It wasn't... Uh, yeah, pretty incredible uh, singer, guitar man. Uh, he did some amazing adventure, yeah. I want to play this... Uh, Dear friend. I want to play this tune you did. Uh, I guess it's a it's a medley. It's uh, Lose It. At Rayu? I did. I trade you? Yeah, let me play that right yeah. now.
and there on its back, and it rightly symbolizes a world under attack—a grandfather's truck garden, a child's hair golden and curled, and a prison granting pardon. These are all new hopes of the world. The words "I love you" are not in essence three words to scream. A note to myself, feathered fortune to redeem, and I'm trying to organize my cry. Note. To self, to say goodbye, and I'm just behind the eight ball that's placed behind the plow, and I'm glad to say to you that I have a daughter now, and I had. A river roaring imagination with you, but you can't change my ways before I do. And will my name be forgotten? Will it hold up in candlelight? Will it be stuck in traffic? Will it win yet? Lose its sight. The words "I love you" are not innocence. Three words to scream. A note to myself. Feathered fortune to redeem. And I'm trying to organize my cry. Note to self. Say goodbye, and I don't mean to trump the dawn with this clown suit I've got on. But who am I anyway to swing on a star and walk away? I don't have what fate holds, and how near the sound of far drinking melting margaritas in a brand new used car. Maharati trumpets are my conscience, and my heart is on hold when I'm only as young as the day is. Old, the words "I love you" are not innocent. Three words to scream, a note to myself, feathered fortune to redeem. I'm trying to organize my cry. Note to self to say goodbye. I'm burning for freedom. 
As I'm looking up the world, and it feels to have a meaning that I've never heard, like a newborn child that beholds my health, and I am at the wheel of that which controls itself. My mother rose above a holler and a ridge, and I'm on my way to San Diego and the Brayer Brothers Bridge. And every day I have a feeling. The feelings are just confession. With a daughter in your arms, you are receiving a mystery lesson. Where love blots out religion in the perils of the world and the sexual situation around your finger curled. The truth in our witches stands substantial. We sort of make a golden cross. A figure moans in the darkness, and I'm at a winner's loss. The words "I love you" are not in essence three words to scream a note to myself. Feathered fortune to redeem, and I am trying to organize my cry. Note to self to say goodbye. Brick house, fortress gates, they don't keep out a thing. They don't keep in in theory that the future cannot claim. Peasant banjo, take me home. I've come a long, long way from there. Not that it's ever clear, but the sexy side of sin, a velvet painting of a trailer. Far gone skipping of a rope, and trees weep in the car lights. And as I run, I hold. Enough with realization, and nothing cast in stone. Am I on my own, or am I just all alone?、Mm, the moon was tiny; it almost let me down. Then I thought deep of how the gold can crucify the crown. We were together. All kinds of weather that blows high in there. The 
feather. And when and where it touched down, only us it will stand. The words I love you are not in essence. Three words to scream. A note to myself. Feathered fortune to redeem, and I am trying to organize my cry. Note to self to say goodbye. Lot for Pedro Show. That chunk of music star Patrick Breyer doing Lose It. After you. And then brand new from Sawako and Kosei Komatsu. Butterfly Claw. Brand new from Maya up in the city. Rock Inside My Shoe. Benji Johnson with Seven Degrees Below. Out of North Carolina. Guided by Voices. Bob Pollard with New Stuff. Big surprise. Climbing a Ramp. Agnes Steck out of Texas with Feisty Quakes, Horde 2, The Third Rail. Anybody with subways know about that. Thomas Prendon, Brain Bomb. And then finally, note to self to say goodbye, Patrick Breyer. Enlighten us to that first tune we played. Lose it? Lose when it. my brother in law plays bass. Pardon? Yeah. Your brother-in-law it, plays yeah. bass. My brother-in-law right. plays bass in the group, and he, he got me to uh, play pedal steel and Turkish saws on their album, uh, Lead Sales. And uh, so it was kind of a cultural exchange for me, coming from a whole other era, but I really respect their music and the energy. Is just, I, I, can't, I can't believe how they do it. They're so good. And so I, in answer, I did a rendition of, of my own of that song, after afterwards, which uh, brought them a chuckle, I hope. <laughs> and I thought it was a good song. I, I I just wanted to show that the lyrics were strong, no matter how, no matter how you played them. When you write, I, do you write lyrics first or music first? Probably lyrics usually. Wow. Okay. I'm all about words. Right. 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 Uh, what what does the title come? Being, what does the title come on board? Well, usually first, you know, then I try to build around that. But you know what? Always, I asked that no, question. No, I no, asked that I... question because I need to do that. I have to have a title. And like everybody I ask almost that's been on the show, I've had the show now 21 years, they say the title's always last. Not in my case. So I'm glad hmm. to hear that from you, Patrick. <laughs> you validate me. <laughs> no, you get, you get some kind of nugget to, so the thing will start. Look, I don't know anybody that sits down to write a song that they already have in their head and they're just going to write it down because it's already in their head. You just, you have an idea sure. and you build upon that idea. Yes. You get flowing, you get something to get flowing and then you get out of the way. Okay. And that's how you get a song. That's what stops most people is they keep waiting for the whole thing to come or they, they get a voice in their head 
telling them that they're they don't know what they're doing or you know because if you really thought about it you wouldn't even do it because you don't who knows who who, who am i to say anything right right get, like you get your you get in your own way yeah you got to get beyond the voices sure and just let it go let it be what it is and just uh and it always seems you know you, you get a process and as you go along you realize it works and you're comfortable with it and so it becomes easier for you to write so uh, you, you did 12 years I, 12 years of this uh you know making I, I like a forum right for artists yeah R really interesting. and then I, after that i did four years of radio so i can relate to what you're doing and uh at k uh at university of california riverside so i played people's music on the radio that wouldn't get played and he did a lot of other things too. You know what? There used to be some gigs on campus there at a place called the Barn. Oh yeah, I've been there many times. Okay, okay, you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah, because I I did a little. I think it was in the late '80s. Uh, the college. Yeah, the lady, lady that put the lady that put those concerts on, the folk music ones for many years was her name was Dot Harris. Uh -huh. She had the radio program right after me, so I got to see her every week. She was amazing. She, I mean, she was deep. Now, when you had your own radio show, you got to play your own song. You didn't have to follow somebody else's playlist. You you were the shot caller, right? Correct. Yeah, I I just did whatever I wanted. I I dragged people in to play. I played their music. I well, for instance, there was one day I was uh, well. It was when Miles Davis died. Oh. I did a special day for him and built upon the quote that he once said that when asked if jazz was the only original form of American music, his answer was, well, it sure wasn't that hillbilly crap. <laughs> so in answer to that, I played him and Bill Monroe on two turntables blended together for, for two hours. <laughs> No, that's great because you know what? Music is music. I look, I read Miles Davis's Quincy Troop book and yeah, the man had some anger <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah. you know, it, it, also in another way he was very beautiful. I don't think he ever told John Coltrane what to play. But he did end up socking him in the stomach for not uh, not enough and made him quit the shit. So, you know, it's it's amazing yeah. about stuff like that. Well, I I would I would I would do that often where I would mix two or three records together and compose while doing it. it, it, it very, I, I love the experimenting. And the, the thing about it is that it sounds like chaos at first, yeah. but I see if you just calm down and listen, the things actually start to begin to go together. If you, yeah. if you just relax and it's not funny any longer, it's actually serious. Sure. And I love those kind of uh, transportations, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd include anything. I would read, you know, Bukowski poems if I wanted. And Did you ever get into the, was, to, to, uh, the Torin thing? What's that? You know, you get in the, start driving and play other people's towns. Oh, touring. Yes, sir. Well, a little bit, yeah. In the Bluegrass Band, we had an old 50s flexible bus, and we would went around to festivals. Yeah. In this old decrepit bus playing. And uh, yeah, not 
I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't work it hard. Like not as that not not as comfortable traveling as other people are. I I, I find that I. That's like taking care of business. You go out and take care of business. So I, I can take care of business for a while, and then it it becomes too much. I have to go back to the writing. I, that's where I. That's where the bliss is. Sure. I, I come out. I try to do a little business. I hope somebody plays my songs. I, but I can only care for so long before I have, I get nervous and I have to go back to my comfort area, which is writing. No, that so, makes sense. The bungee cord snaps you back. Patrick, we're at the end yeah. of the first hour, the July 29, 2022 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, Patrick Brayer. Hold tight for hour two. July 29, 2022, it's the second hour of the Wat for Pedro Show. Two, three, four. first time that I saw you, you were standing in the rain. The very last time I saw you, it's like you invented pain. And I'm sitting and I'm holding everything I thought was mine. And I'm low down here and sorry as I spill a glass of wine. You fill up with poison I feel better as I fall And I'm glad I brought you flowers When I done come to call And you look pretty standing o'er me Lipstick hanging in the air And you fortify your stockings with one leg on the chair Just standing there Just standing there You fortify your stockings Just standing patient with the shadows and I thought it rather crude it wasn't my life that spooled before me but someone I never knew I've been cheated it appears but I didn't seem to mind I rather felt it was a favor first time that you've been kind Standing there Just standing there I rather felt it was a fever The way you were standing there Paul bearers be my legs Black shawl, pale skin, and green grass And you get all the drinks 
Like you invented
standing on the lane Bottle in my hand While I'm trying to know What I'm dying to know If I take this leave Fail to succeed I'm dying Dying to know This is it I'm shaking My body's aching If I lose my hope I will let go This is it, I'm falling My wings need to grow Calling me to lose my hope Then I may let go That explode I'm dying Dying to know Grabbing what I need Gripping till it bleeds I'm dying Dying to know This is it I'm shaking My body's aching And if I lose my hold I will let go And this is it I'm falling My wings need to grow Calling me to lose my hold I may let go And if I take this leap Will I be broken for keeps This I'm dying Dying to know
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. Patrick Breyer doing standing there. Then we have Ben Salter out of Tasmania with Appetite. Brand new from Noisuka. It's a phallic bird man from Laskow. Brand new from Kiwi Jr. Unspeakable things. They're living in Toronto, but I think they're maritime. Right? Nova Scotia. Kim Boom and Kessner out of Berlin with Bodhi Narcissen Bloon. And then, ah, the Light Brothers with Sister Brother Daughter. This is uh, 14 years ago. That was Kyoto. Doing a Funanori song called Lazy and Crazy. And finally, Lose It, Patrick, Patrick Breyer. So, this is another version, right? Of Lose It. Of what? Lose It. Yeah, yeah. there's their version and there's my version. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, that's always interesting, right? When you redo, when you uh, make something your own or somebody makes something own out of, of yours. Interesting, right? I mean, we're not talking like Top 40 or karaoke, but you, you actually change it a little bit. Yeah, for instance, I don't know if you've ever heard the recording of, uh, I think I might have sent it to you, uh, of me and Stuart Duncan doing... Uh, the boy who didn't hold corn. You know what? With... Yeah, yeah, that's right. The boy who couldn't hold corn, right, right. Which, which is from. Uh, we're going to play originally... it now. We're going to play it now. Or three. Brayer, Stewart, and Duncan, okay. right? Which is, uh, which I got from the Harry Smith collection. It was called the Lazy Farmer. It's an old seventy-eight RPM record, right? I learned it. Okay. And as a fiddle upon a tune, and I, I would just would work up a rendition on my bed, in my room, on the slide guitar, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And I put it on one of my collections. I, you know, I have sixty volumes of music, and I don't know which one that's on, but I, I put it on there, and you know, just moved on. And then Alison Krauss heard it, and she liked it. She uh, worked it up with her band. Right. And then she called me on the phone and said, we're, we're going to do uh, The Boy Who Wouldn't Hold Corn. Oh, with and Robert said, Plant. Well, yeah. Well, eventually with Robert Plant, but first with her band. No, what I remember uh, was Alison Krauss started uh, working with Robert Plant, right? Well, this the, afterwards, but this was before that. Okay. She, put her, she put The Boy Who Wouldn't Hold Corn on uh, one of her records with a uh, union station first. Okay. And okay. Right. The you, the Robert Plant thing was like a crossroads thing where they get two artists together and the other one sings the other one's song. And so he sang "Boy Who Wouldn't Hold Corn" because he was doing one of her songs. Ah, I understand. So, uh, so what? Uh, so, uh, I think what I was trying to say is that people will always tell you don't play folk music because you won't make any money, and that song. And, you know, yeah, so I t she called, uh, I'm going to do the, the boy in the corner. I said, well, thank, uh, I'm glad, but you, you didn't have to call me. It's just a folk song. She goes, no, it's your, your arrangement. You get paid. I go, oh, I didn't even think of it. I was just screwing around. But, and that went pl platinum. And you know, that was the most money I ever made on a song was, uh, you know, silly little folk song. It shows to, well, it shows to go, you, you know. Think yeah, about, uh, yeah, because uh, Patrick, I'm thinking of like uh, a lump of clay, and then th through some ceramic skill, you can turn it into a 
right? A beautiful uh, coffee mug or something. It's ashtray. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it teaches you don't assume anything. Absolutely, yeah, that's stop, healthy. Stop assuming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my pop, my th pop thought the spelling of that word was magical. She says that's not by accident, boy. You make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> he just that's thought classic. it was a, a miracle of the grammar. Look, you gave me this song here, "Toe Tag on My Heart." <laughs> Interesting title. in rhyme How'd I get this toe tag on my heart Everything else in the middle like moon dust so fine Your hair like barnyard feathers askew I wake up with a living yet I go to sleep with you How'd I get this toe tag on my heart How'd I get this toe tag on
diamond bracelet reaching for the rest like someone punched an old ice chest and I got one last question before I pull apart you guessed it how to get this no tag on my heart how to get this no tag on my heart how to get this toe tag on my heart and I don't remember the end being all that dark how'd I get this toe tag on my heart life speaks for itself as a hidden art each note a toe tag on my heart how to get this toe tag On my heart How do I get this toe tag On my heart Thank you.
It's not fair when you're not born to fly to keep an angel from the sky, and we may loom selfish, call it control. Pretend that others are our love's hidden gold, burning a bridge of our own making out of the cold. You are raised. You can hear it sound. You can feel it tear, and it's trying to be, but it's not fair. And it's a give and a take of honesty. Capture and release, and it may be your mother, it may be your daughter too. A lamb saved from the slaughter by you, and it may be your wife. It may be your foe, for heaven is only a real place for the heart to know. And only it can breathe there, and it's trying to. It's not fair, and it's given a chance. Honesty, oh human nature, capture and release. Children in a burlap, guys mowing lawn, and shade tree mechanics all getting along. 
wife and her lover shooting pool in the air condition golden room and take my advice don't listen to me the best of free advice is never free Homeless lie like dead soldiers in the park. Try to ignore them in the million dogs bark. And hear the sound, you can feel it tear. And it's trying to be But it's not fair And it's a given I take Of honesty Oh, human nature Capture and release Well, for Pedro Show, that chunk of music, we start off Patrick Breyer doing Ice Bag, the Ice Bag, Toe Tag, what am I thinking of, Toe Tag on My Heart, and then we had Harry, Harry Sima with Desiragio, Floating Problems with Spied Through a Drippy Jar, Viv Coronham with Al Margolis, Al Margolis out of Chester, New York, to Albert Two. finally Patrick Breyer, Capture and Release. That's a kind of fishing, right? Yeah, it's my fishing song. Okay. <laughs> it's where you're kind to the fish, right? You let them go, you don't shout. But 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 I'm interested in the in the toe tag too. Yeah, uh, well, but I, I like the other one I too, like, though. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I like it when when. It, you could you could laugh at it. It's, it's, it could be funny, but it, when you really listen, it isn't funny. No, it's, it's not. It's this guy's really. It's not. I like him when they can go both ways. I remember being a teen, like thirteen or something, and asking my mother, "Ma, what's black humor?" She said, "Michael Watt, I want you to read Joseph Heller's Catch Twenty Two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's funny, but not really funny. <laughs> well, you, black when humor, I right? Record, when I recorded the song, yeah. I. A friend of mine, his name is uh, Brian Bowers. He's a kind of a famous auto harp player that's in the Hall of Fame and makes a lot of great records. Anyway, he was stopped by my house. Usually he could stop a couple, on t- when he's touring, he would stop at our house for a couple of weeks and we'd hang out and have a good time. And he was, uh, he had to go on this auto harp cruise. 
it's somebody that paid for, you know. So he's kind of famous uh, out of our player, so he was the main deal. So he left a bunch of instruments at my house, so we didn't have to lug them around. And one of them was an old Mand- Gibson Mandicello. That's what that is, that instrument. I just fell in oh. love with it, tuned it open, and kind of did my own thing. But it was a, you can hear it's a sacred instrument. Yeah, there was a time when they had, and usually they were uh, populated with women, but these mandolin orchestras, like 30, 40 girls playing mandolins of every size, like from bass to mandocellos to, you know, maybe 100 years ago. I see Same pictures. thing with banjo. Same thing with banjo? Okay. Yeah, same thing with banjos, too. They were classical, they had old classical periods before the hillbillies got hold of them. Yeah, also... They're kind of the first blues instruments before guitars. Nick Tosh has mm-hmm. got a trippy book called The Twisted Roots of Country Music and Rock and Roll. And he talks about That's it. That's one of my favorite books. Okay. It's really heavy. It's all yeah. about minstrel and, and manjos and shit. <laughs> Jewish songwriters. Yeah, a- Acuff. And, yeah. I always buy that book for somebody when they're interested in something like that. That's the perfect one. Jerry, yeah. his, his take on Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, he's just a master. Yeah, yeah, because people got this idea of Gene Autry, the, the singing cowboy, right? And that's not really where it comes from. The movies uh, ended up being the biggest teachers of people, and so whoever was making the movies was actually making huge impressions on people. So I'm glad Nick Tosh has wrote that book. So, t- t- so toe tag. On my heart. So, yeah, funny but not funny. Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned cinema. Yeah, I think cinema plays a big part in my lyrics. I think they're more, more, uh, so you're like, I think try- they are more cinematic. Like you're trying to set up scenes? Yeah, I, I, I study obviously books and I study movies too. And I, I don't think I look at, uh, I don't think I look at anything like a normal person would look at them. I look at when I look at a book. I don't. I'm not really that interested in the plot, as you can probably tell by my songs too. I'm more interested in uh, the feeling. No, uh, absolutely. The words. It reminds me of what Alfred Hitchcock talked about when he said the MacGuffin. Like that, it's not important. What's important is the chemistry you get going between the characters. Yeah, it's it's something that. Uh, Rabbi Shanker said one time, he said, you know, the, the music is about, uh, the t- I think it's called a tempura, the one that... Right, right, it, makes, it plays all the notes. <laughs> at once. The drone. Right, the one that plays the drone, he says... It's u- usually deal. a woman I'm playing just, it. Yeah, right. And he said, what I'm doing here, all this flashy stuff he's doing, so I'm just trying to get your attention to come to draw you in to the drone, because it's the most part that, that that's, keeps him humble. But he, that's his purpose is not uh, about himself, but to, to draw you in to the drone. So I think I, I study, I look at a movie, I'm, I'm more interested in the lighting and, and their, the language. If, it, if there's good dialogue, I like, you know, the dialogue, you film know, noir lighting, you know. I, also I want read- that in my songs, you know. I, go, I think, how can I make that? How can I put that in a song? How can I do this? How can I mix up these things? How can I mix up Spanish poetry and bluegrass? Yeah. How can I fuse these things? There's so many possibilities that why limit yourself? 
Yeah, it reminds me of this joke. Why does a dog lick his balls? <laughs> because he can. Yeah. Look, we're at the <laughs> second hour. <laughs> Watch Pino Show, March 29, 2022. Special guest, Patrick Breyer. Hold tight for hour three. July 29, 2022, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro. But no sound can be heard 
and you're seeking out a bird that doesn't ever need to fly, and you're on the scene while you're practicing a painless way to. Chocolate mountains got married at the Salton Sea. Yeah, but the preacher jumped parole, so they'll just see what they will see. And these aren't even real tears. Yeah, and the world will yet conclude hotter than a sauna, cheap drugs from Tijuana. Have never felt so good. Well, you're looking, yeah, and that you know you can, and you're looking at the hourglass sand, and you no longer shoot for the moon. You don't even. And in your mind, you're just happy to find a painless way to
Pedro Show, third hour. Start off Patrick Breyer doing Painless Way to Cry. And then Atmosphere, no tea in there, people. More die of heart heartbreak. Not attack, break. And then what we were referring to earlier, Breyer, Stewart, Duncan, doing The Boy Who Wouldn't Hoe Corn. Thank you, Allison Krauss. Uh What do you got going right now, Patrick? You got something coming out on Shrimper, right? It's already out, yeah. That's Cabbage and Kings that Dennis Flachey championed a a collection of my music for for Shrimper Records that just came out, yeah. Everything I sent you, except for for the corn and the uh, Atreyu Atreyu, uh, is all from Cabbage and Kings. Which is about, about I gave him a bunch of stuff about, I, I only went back 10 years, but uh, 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 maybe I gave him thirty songs, and I let him let him pick. And so he did. I thought he did a good job. And, it's hard and, to pick. And what was your connect with Shripper with Dennis Clutch? Well, he, I'd known him for years. He because uh, he ran a record store, Rhino Records, in Claremont. Claremont, I, yeah, oh, that's right. You know what's trippy about Claremont? Right next door is Mont Claire. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they ran out of creativity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there's a lot of colleges. Well, the Claremont one. I don't know about eight, the Montclair one so much. <laughs> eight, there's eight colleges in Claremont. Yeah, that's, that's so. That was a. Imagine going from the steel mill town. It's that's only about a half hour away. I, I'm in the steel mill town of Fontana, and I go to Claremont. There's eight colleges. Right. It's a culture shock. Right. But I used to, I used to just love to go to the folk music center. But well, we were talking about Kalechi. Let's see if I finish my thought on that. He, he so he, we knew we kind of knew each other. Well, I said hi. I wasn't sure if he really knew who I was. He recognized me and. And then after many, many years, he, then he, he just walked up to me one day and says, you know, I was listening to your LP, Cold Feelings, which I, came out in 1979, only LP I ever made. He goes, and I was, had some dark coffee, and it was raining, and I had an epiphany. <laughs> I, go, I was I go, wow. So I go, well, you need to hear some of my newer stuff. So I got him some, but uh, he was uh, so excited that I didn't bother to tell him that I, that, that those recordings kind of embarrassed me a little bit. But though that, though I had some great people on there, like Stuart Duncan, that was the first uh, recording session he ever made. I think he was 15 years old. Whoa. And Craig Smith was a, also won a Grammy later on for his banjo playing. And right after that recording in 1979, Stuart moved to Nashville. Craig Smith moved to Western, uh, North Carolina. So everything broke up. That was the, kind of my end of my bluegrass period, which was well, lasted about ten years. I played, I was all gung ho on bluegrass, and I felt limited. Didn't I? I couldn't compete either. That music, those guys were so good and playing so fast. That right, you were talking wanna, Bill, so, Bill Monroe. Down. Jesus, yeah. Did you play the fiddle on your arm, or because you should no. call it a violin? Yeah, Violin, right? But if That's you put old, it on your arm, it's a fiddle. <laughs> well, the old timey, yeah. I played bluegrass. The old timey musicians would put it on their arm, yeah. Yeah. And I would do that to when I felt old timey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot so, of posturing. There's a lot of posturing. Yeah. Well, come it's on. It's like when you started. You go. I want to be a poet. You go out and buy a beret and a suit. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was just going to tell you my favorite uh, holiday is Halloween because it's the one day a year we. Pretend we don't pretend we're wearing costumes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Dennis Kalachi he he wants to put to, uh, like some kind of retrospective, uh, but you you wanted stuff only from the last ten years. Yeah, I gave him about thirty songs, encompassing about ten years, and let him he chose. And it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of uniting our factions of our you know there's a whole scene going on with him yeah there's a whole another scene in Red, redlands of the round cracker you know sure and we, I, we there's a whole another scene i i came from the camp of chris darrow he was my mentor and uh he was 10 years older than me and he'd been in you know kaleidoscope with david lindley you know with the world Psychedelic world music on Epic Records. You remember yes, that? Yes, yes, absolutely. He was in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yep, he was in yep. Linda Ronstadt when you know with uh, Bernie Leadon. So he, Bernie was, he was the, doing uh, everything burrito, I was interested uh, in. Burrito Brothers and that whole uh, Troubadour scene. Yeah, yeah. I got to but meet. I, point, I, I got, you know, I got to meet Patrick was a Sneaky Pete. 
that uh, steel uh, that steel player. Yeah, he's great. Incredible. When was that? Oh, it was in the '90s. Sometime he happened to be at Cherokee Studio when I was there. The Red Brothers were running that place. One of them lived in Pedro. Uh, you gave me some stuff from something you called the Pandemic Sessions 2020. I want to play this. I'm going to love you in advance. It's a seesaw situation. Sometime up, sometime down. To burn upon consideration and steal a kiss from upon a friend. In the dawn And when the sun sets Out on the gravel And holds guard Upon our lawn I'm gonna love you I'm gonna love you I'm gonna love you In advance some feelings never come round to anticipate is often too late and you can't smoke in the house and you can't drink in the car and most action is a hesitate and you're Time to dance. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you in advance. I'm gonna love you before you know it. And when you do, it'll be too late. Seesaw situation.
Still turns her on, I can see she's almost gone. Now we all get paid when the nightmares fade. It's not as bad as being alone. The undertow is strong down here in the sky. It's TV gray. It'll waitress shaking me awake. It's pretty in a funeral way. She says, I like your face, but you can't sleep here anyway. You look like hell. And say I'm on my way to the promised land, can't you tell?
structure of broken pride do my tears pull you aside and float like diamonds upon the wealth or am I crying on myself or am I crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself circus smell of hay and tents in a lonely room so full of hints the laugh of a castle below a garage where the only beauty is a woman's mirage or am I crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself today box that holds a TV where every program gets the best of me like stolen trophies my memories abound she put aluminum foil on the antenna before she left this town then now I'm crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself today rhyme or reason darkening my chair puzzled by my own brute stare pull my body upward and empty my glass like a torch the evening hisses and makes a smear upon the past until I'm crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself present is just a split second if the past were so good then why is this funeral darkness so me on this hood cause a man's just a memory inside and they keep piling high until they overflow right out of your eye until I'm crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself today liquor next morning it's poured into the glass and I'm propping up the voices that pray too fast here while I'm crying in perfect play or am I crying on myself from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Start off the chunk with the Love You in Advance. Pandemic Sessions 2020. Patrick Breyer. Then we had Angry Silence after that with Our Place Called Future. Curse Alono after that with Way to Mars. Mythless with Voidless. Moe Dolman out of Baltimore with Pixess. P-I-T-C-E-S-S. Pitsess. 
Maybe made up, huh? Sad-eyed <laughs> beatniks with its, if that what love is. And then finally, Patrick Breyer with another Pandemic Sessions 2022. Cry perfect. What was the Pandemic 2020 session? Well, uh, exactly that. We were locked in. Locked, we were in lockdown. Absolutely. And uh, I wrote the song, uh, Love You in Advance, for my daughter, who was not born yet, but it was coming. So I, I wrote it in a, in a way that could also be a love song, too. But I think of it as, you know what I mean? She's a child on the way. And when you, when you play note to self. When, when I think about language, uh, my love for language, an, uh, an example would be that song. I, 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 and I don't, it might sound weird, but I don't know any of my songs by heart. I, can't, I couldn't sing you a song without some lyrics down. I just, I'm always writing. So I'm really not going back a lot, but I I just listened to the beginning of that one day and I realized it was like uh, the moon is drawn and quartered and there on its side. And I realized right there, the power of words, you, you take the moon out of the sky and chop it up yeah. and it's laying there. You're, you're, you have to imagine that. And that's that's powerful what words can do. Absolutely. They can pull the moon out of the sky and cut it and up chop it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. You can do anything. Right, 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 absolutely. Literature, songwriting, uh, a theater, uh, and what we were talking before, uh, movies. It's really the, mm-hmm. the idea of, cre- yeah, creating an image, creating a, a scene, creating some kind of something, right? A happening, I think they said in the 60s. So so what do you got planned next? We're almost out of time here. Well, I'm, uh, I got a new, new songs that I'm trying to get back in the studio here. My wife took over, the, was a, a school teacher, uh, teaches English literature, uh, and uh, she she uh, taught in a whole year and it was, took over my studio, which I let her do. And I, I moved into the house, kind of, and uh, I'm, on, you know, I'm in the studio right now, which is basically a garage with my stuff in it. Yeah. So, but for, for that year, I, I worked on my writing. I'm writing a couple of books of short stories. One, one is called The Fontafiles, Fonta being the slang term a gang term for Fontana. Okay. And the other one is called the, P- the Pomona Sorrows. Yeah, we got so that been... we, we got that around here too. The town next door is Wilmington, but the, the slang is Wemos. And when I came yeah. from Virginia, I thought it was everybody was into this lady named Wilma. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm a slow learner. You're in, you're in, San, you're in San Pedro, right? I know. We say Pedro. Yeah, that's fucked up too. I know. But we don't say tortilla. We don't say jalapenos and shit, shit like that. But they said it was from the Scandinavian sailors a hundred years ago. Didn't know about that. So, but even the Latin guys say, "I think it's a test." If we we hear Pedro, we know you ain't been here. But look, when you get, you're going to make an album with these new songs, right? Well, that's the that could happen. Yeah. When you I, do, uh, yeah, that's what my process is. You know, you don't need six, nobody needs sixty CDs, but that's part of my process is to, I uh, to, to categorize to catalog them. So I can move on. Sure, I, absolutely. If they all stood around, I would be so worried about them. Once I record them and put them on something, then I can move on. I cannot tell then, can I move on? So that's, that's kind be, of, Yeah, uh, it's being responsible. Uh, I like that. Well, look. Yeah, I'm not really trying to impress anybody. No, I understand. And, and look, so, and here's my offer. When you get this next record done, will you please come on the show and we can play the songs and talk about them? I would love it. Oh, thank you so much, Patrick. Truly. Please yeah, keep I, on. I, love, keep it I feel on. like this is making, making a new friend here. Yeah. Well, you got a fan. That's the, that's the way I work. I don't know anything about business. I just, your, your, <clears throat> your career looked very interesting to me. Actually, I was <clears throat> looking into it <clears throat> and it was so deep. That I had to stop. I thought, if I go any farther, I'm going to be I'm going to be intimidated. I won't be able to talk. So I'm waiting till after after we do this show. 
then I'm going to dig in. Okay, okay, but you're you know not, what? You're, you're, you're beautiful. Your life seems so interesting. You're a beautiful guest. I'm so honored to have you on the show, truly. 21 years of doing this. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much, Patrick. Can't wait to have you back on, truly. Yeah, can't, can't, can't wait to keep in touch. Okay, brother. People, it's been July 29, 2022. Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.